Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult Series. Be sure to visit primed.com podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME-CE credit. John is a 45-year-old male who's here today for a worsening head cold and cough. He has the usual signs and symptoms of an upper respiratory tract infection, and you end up diagnosing acute bronchitis. His past medical history is negative except for one or two bouts of acute bronchitis every year. Otherwise, his history is negative. He started smoking uh, when he was 18 and smokes one to one and a half packs per day. Additionally, he drinks about three to four beers per week. He denies vaping or illegal drug use. You ask him about his smoking and his interest in quitting, and he says, quote, Yeah, everyone tells me to quit. My wife, my kids, everyone. I'm not sure where to start. I've got my blood pressure, my cholesterol. Um, I know a lot of people think smoking's bad, but I just don't know if I'm ready to quit. Hi, this is Frank Domino, family physician and professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. And joining me today is Dr. Susan Feeney, coordinator of the nurse, Family Nurse Practitioner Program at the University of Massachusetts Medical School Graduate School of Nursing. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Frank. So uh, smoking continues. Smoking <laughs> is a challenge. It's yep. a highly preventable right risk factor right. uh, if we can get people to not start. Right. But once they start, it's hard to get them to quit. It is. What's new in the world of research regarding brief smoking cessation interventions? Well, it was very interesting. There was a study out of Hong Kong that looked at about 1,600 people. 88% um, were male and about 47 years of average, was the average age. And what they did is they went to multiple ERs in the, in the Hong Kong area. And um, they randomized folks into a control group and to a intervention group. And the intervention group, they had a one-minute intervention using what we call the this award, which is similar to the five, five A's, but an award model, and um, basically did a quick intervention, uh, asking them also in that period of time whether they wanted to quit immediately or if they wanted to quit progressively with a, t with a six-month, um, you know, quit date in the future. And what they found is that they had a 50% reduction um, at 12 months. And they measured it with biochemical measures. They looked at, you know, carbon dioxide and various other things in saliva and determined that, you know, they not only what got the subjective information that these folks had quit, but they actually had biochemical evidence that they had quit. And along with that one-minute intervention, they did four um, follow-up phone calls which were anywhere between a one to two minute phone call over that period of time. And I was really um, interested in this because this is a dilemma. This is a problem that we face every, every day. And we see patients time after time. And sometimes we, we sort of feel it's futile. And, you know, we say we're going to talk about smoking cessation, not interested, and then we leave it alone. But this was um, kind of a... Um, pretty direct approach, and I thought it was very interesting. It is interesting. Um, so you mentioned the five A's. The award acronym, can you explain what award stands for and what self-determination theory is? Sure. So the award acronym is the A stands for ASK. The, what is your past smoking history? So for our guy, John, it would be that I've been smoking since I was 18, and I smoke one and a half packs a day. Uh, and you may want to ask, any other history? Have you have tried to smoke smoking cessation in the past, and, and have you had any success? So that's the A. 
The W is for warning. And what they did is they made a quick statement, a statement from the um, World Health Organization that basically said, warned that, and they said the same thing to everyone, that the WHO warns that one out of two smokers will be killed by smoking. Recent medical research has shown that those who started smoking at a young age, two out of three of them will die from smoking. So they, they gave the same risk um, and sort of uh, didn't, you know, honey-coated, it was, that was done for everyone. And then A was advise. So that was if the people had decided, one, if they had decided to quit immediately, they said, congratulations, um, here's the hotline, here's a brochure on, on support. And if they decided to quit progressively, they were given advice on how to cut down, like 15% the first week, then 30% over the first month, and then 50% by three months with, with completing uh, complete cessation in six months. Um, and that is based on the self-determination theory. So the A and then R is refer, that they referred them to the sm smoking hotline, and they said, you know, please call, you know, go to that hotline and get the information to help you support, to help support you. And then D was you would repeat this if you saw them again and they were no, they were still were still smoking. So it was you know this repeat kind of thing. But the self determination theory is a the concept is the um, that people seem to change behavior better when it is is internally motivated as opposed to external. Like I told you know the finger wagging the provider or the parent when they're given choices like here's your options. You make the decision, um, and this they the way they worked this out was okay. You want to stop smoking, or appears you want to stop smoking. What would work best for you? Immediately cessation, immediate cessation, or gradual cessation over six months. So I I I, I, I I'm not sure that it would work in my practice <laughs> to be so direct. Yes. But I do think the idea of saying to patients, um, I really think you ought to quit. Do you want to try to quit now or do you want to try to quit in the future or do you want to quit gradually over the next six months is a very interesting way for me to phrase my interest with patients because I think many people who smoke on some level probably would like to quit. And we're offering that, we're, we're giving them choices that may really open the door to them. There is a subset that don't want to quit. I right. realize that. But many people probably do. And, and offering them this very direct opportunities, it's kind of a novel approach. Right. And, and I think that studies have shown that most people who smoke aren't, you know, really wish they had started. And I think what I would, you know, using this model is, a, you know, may, like you said, may not work in your primary care office, but you certainly could have the initial discussion with uh, maybe some of the support staff could do that with the patient. And then even the follow-up concept, the follow-up phone calls, hey, how's it going? Do you need any help? I mean, we know that we've got other uh, lifestyle management or changes that studies have shown that that actually does help, you know, checking in on weight loss or blood pressure control. And so, so what I might say to Anthony is, look, I know you, you, you know, you're not really ready, but I'm going to tell you that, um, your, that smoking is going to have an impact on your health. There's no question, even though you may not see it now, that it will either cause a disease or worsen a disease. We, that is one, that's a certainty. Mm -hmm. So smoking is something that would really be a great idea that you gave up. So how would you like to look at this? Do you want to think about it and come back and talk to me? Do you want to, do you, would you think smoking immediately would be in your best interest? Or do you want to, or do you want to, stop smoking gradually. And if that's the case, let's talk about that. 
Let's talk about maybe take, I used to tell patients, take one cigarette out of your pack a week. And then the next week, take two cigarettes out. And then slowly, slowly, slowly get used to smoking less with a quit date in the future. Um, And you know, also making sure that they have access to some of these uh, supports, like the CDC has a wonderful quit line, and Massachusetts has this wonderful, you know, make smoking history 1-800-QUIT-NOW, you know, number to call that does give people a lot of support. I think probably those last two points you made are the biggest takeaways for me is that, A, this study used hotlines. They didn't rely everything upon us. And the other is, being pretty firm about, I want you to quit. Do you want to quit now or quit later? So I, I like the way you've you've taken what this study did and crafted it for, for your unique um, approach to patients. Any final thoughts on what you might say to Anthony today? Well, I think just, again, reassuring that, you know, I know you feel good now, and I know it's terrible. You just hate having people harp at you. But the truth is, we know that this is a damaging habit, and it's going to hurt you in some way. So let's figure out together what's going to work best for you. And I understand that this is a process and you may quit and then you may restart and that's okay. And we'll work on this together. And you've got all kinds of supports and that this is a judgment-free zone. And, um, you know, you can decide to come back in three months and we can talk about it again. But, um, you know, sometimes we, what we do is perfunctory. I've got to, you know, I got to talk to you about smoke. Okay, fine. You don't want to stop. Fine. You know, that we just need to be able to, you know, make it like this is a concern. And I, I care about you, and that's why I'm asking. But I want it to fit your, who you are and your, your pace so you're successful. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. Practice Pointer, advise smokers that they should uh, consider stopping now or stopping gradually in the future and offer them help, including your support as well as hotline information. Join us next time when we discuss five tools we can use as clinicians to improve patient communication and improve our own professional satisfaction. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com podcast, and see you next week.